You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. All right, and let's rock. All right, welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. So, uh, sorry, I was uh, I was late on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, we, uh, you guys probably heard one one episode. We've we took a hiatus, like a two month, two and a half month hiatus, a little bit. Uh, Chase left. Greg came. Greg and Abby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the sad face hiatus. Yeah. yeah. Chase left. Yeah. Uh, Chase left. You guys were busy getting the store, uh, switching, switching over management, switching management. getting yep. things, getting things together. And I was doing my own things. But one of the things that we were doing during that time was we were adventuring a little bit. What? I know. It's weird. <laughs> no way. It was what? like, <laughs> like we get rid of responsibility and, and, uh, or not responsibility, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I was thinking for myself, it's like the podcast was like the one consistent thing that, in well, anyway, <laughs> we stopped doing the podcast and I was like, oh, freedom. I get to go. Uh, I get wow. To go we're adventure. holding you back that I much. Know, huh? wow. I know. Anyway. Right. So we went on some adventures. We were just talking, Greg, you did, you've done some cool adventures with your kids and yeah. um, I've done a few things with my kids, not quite as extreme. Um, your little, your, your little son, Bruce, man, he's a, he's a ripper. He, he skis so well for his age. Yeah. And, he, can, uh, he can ski just about anything you point him at. It helps cause you, you're a ski patroller at Powder Mountain and you would just take him with you. I didn't even know that was a thing. You're like, wait, you can take him on the job with like, how does that work? Yeah. It's uh Powder Mountain's really great about it, which is definitely nice for me. So I didn't do it until I knew he could ski everything yeah, yeah 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 which like you're not there teaching him he just follows you around yeah he follows me around and there are tons of times where he just leaves me like when i'm doing patrol mm-hmm. stuff when i you know am responding to an injury or working on a task and if he doesn't want to be involved with it he splits he knows his way around powder mountain he doesn't doesn't need me we'll we'll rally at the car later in the day or whatever it happens all the time does he have a phone uh how he, do you track him that's a good question well, i kind of don't i just most <laughs> He mostly just does I his love thing it. Up there. Oh. That is, uh, you know, there's always a ton of patrollers up there. They all know who he is, so yeah. I know he's safe that way. There's um, there. I've even seen a few stickers. Yeah, yeah he's got <laughs> some, some Bruce stickers. stickers. Yeah, but he, uh, yeah, he knows he knows everybody up there. Like a lot of the employees know who he is, and yeah, he knows his way around pretty well. And we tried the two way, like we did the Motorola walkie talkie thing, but Powder Mountain's so spread out. You know, he's on one side of the resort and i'm on the other it's not gonna work yeah and we did a like we have a prepay cell phone that we use sometimes depending on what we're doing but mostly it's just a place where he just you know during work hours he kind of knows the the time frame of where he needs to be at what time and for the most part he just kind of gets to have free reign up there which i 
I really like. I think it's great for him. Yeah. Yeah. And he learns to ski well. Yeah, he said he's a he's a good skier. So you guys were just up in the Yellowstone area uh-huh. skiing uh, Beartooth Bass? Yeah, they're Beartooth Basin. They, Beartooth there's a little Basin. ski resort up there that runs pretty much just during June. Kind of depends on the snow year. They So they plow uh, Beartooth Pass usually just before Memorial Day, which is when the little ski resort opens, and they'll stay open as long as they have enough snow, which I'm told is usually a month. They'll make it till... Wait, time out. This is a ski resort that's only open a month every year. Yeah, just really, <laughs> just June. <laughs> yeah, really. Just, uh, yeah, it's, and it's in uh, June. And yeah, in, that's crazy. I never knew this. Yeah, it's a really cool spot. It's got two Palma lifts. There's no chair lifts or anything, and the Palmas uh-huh. are steep. What's a Palma lift? So it's like uh, if you're in the Sunrise Lift at Powder Mountain, it's like where you pull the bar down. It's got the oh, lift yeah, between yeah, your yeah, legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The disc, okay. T, okay. The T bar they call it yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Anyway, that's what they've got, and they're steep. So. Like we, it, it's not like the one at Powder Mountain where if you don't really know how to use it, you can just hold on to the bar and it'll tow you up. Like, yeah, it, it doesn't work that way, Beartooth. Like, you got to get that thing in between your legs and get, get dialed. Yeah, you got to sit back because it, it gets steep. I don't think those are easy on a snowboard. I don't know. They're I, tricky. These ones are really tricky on a snowboard, too. Yeah. I, we were watching some snowboarders up there and it definitely made me grateful to be on skis. But and, yeah. And they're a lift that you don't sit on. You have to keep your feet on the snow. Yeah. Whether you're on a snowboard or those are the best though. The videos of the guys who just <laughs> screw that up and, <laughs> and they're, yeah. just they're airborne. Yeah. 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 That's that's cool. Um, they're they were almost too they were too tall for Bruce to reach. So yeah. I had to I had to like get down below him and reach up and grab it and pull it down fast for him. Oh wow. So like yeah, there was only a few other kids skiing up there, but it was it was fun watching the parents try and get their kids on those pamas. Oh there. man, that's, that's that's fantastic. Cool. Yeah. We did a little bit of skiing at the ski hill there, but then we also branched kind of off on the same area and did some kind of backcountry, more backcountry. Yeah, you things. did you hike up and then Yeah, we we hiked. So it's it's pretty cool. There's like a a whole community of skiers that head out there for June, but we we did two different headwalls for drainages. We did the Rock Creek headwall and the Gardner headwall, and both of them we hitchhiked. We parked kind of at the bottom and hitchhiked up to the – but there's, like, tons of skiers up there, so it wasn't hard to get yeah. somebody to give us a lift up to the top. And Anyway. So you hitchhike up and ski down yeah, to, so, to your car. Yeah. The the uh, the Rock Creek headwall has, like, I think it's probably a mile and a half or two-mile hike uh, kind of up atop, uh, atop the tundra area at, to where the drop-in is for the chute. In an early in an early season or with a good snow year, you'd probably be able to skin out there. We were just hiking over, over a tundra to get out there. Yeah, but, yeah. But the uh, the Gardner head wall was a shorter hike, but then you had to skin out. Anyway, they're a little different, but both both really cool and steep terrain, which was which was fun. Yeah, you were yeah. saying it was like the steepest terrain you've ever skied. I think so. I was trying to think back. Like there maybe definitely sustained. I've I've skied some steep stuff down in the Cottonwoods, but it wasn't like that long yeah long three thousand feet of sustained and and also yeah. like probably not so much a no fall zone yeah not as much that that was not the exposure yeah if you if you go down in any of those spots it's a long were ride. you more nervous about bruce or avery avery's a good skier Is I, he? I wasn't too worried about okay. avery and if avery goes down and goes for a long ride my wife's not going to be really mad when i get home <laughs> <laughs> true that yeah. yeah so but he Avery so, hasn't been skiing for too many years, though, right? Uh, Bruce started skiing when he was like four, three or four, probably. And but a- Avery. Oh yeah, Avery. Right. Yeah, he's got yeah 
but he's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. He, okay. yeah. Good. he hung with me just fine. Yeah, and okay. I ski a lot. So yeah, yeah. So Avery's one of the employees of Gear Thirty. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. For a little yeah. context. <clears throat> but Bruce, your ten-year-old. Yeah, nine at the time, right? Yeah, he's still nine. Oh, he'll is be, he yeah, nine? He'll, be, he'll be ten in a month. Oh, I was yeah. thinking. Okay. Yeah. So he ripped those. Uh, <laughs> he skied all of it. Yeah, all of that stuff. It was it was really cool watching him. Um, so this at Beartooth Basin, there was a spot where we were going to drop in the Kular. Uh, sorry, not the Kular, off the Cornice. Um, the Kular is the other spot. Uh, we were going in, in to drop in off the Cornice, and it's a pretty small spot where you drop in, maybe only a few feet. But the the landing was like very exposed and a long long slide if you wash out or whatever. It, so and it was scary. It was some big terrain, and he he was wearing goggles and a you know, a helmet and everything. So it's hard to see all of his emotion, but I could see his lip like kind of quivering. Like he was like, Oh man. Like you could tell he was like yeah. on the verge of crying. And I kind of was like, you all right, bud. And he's like, I'm good. And he, and he started biting his bottom lip, you know, trying to hide it. Uh-huh. Like didn't want me to see. And I'm like, you sure you okay, bud? And he, Oh, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> man, pretty cool. Yeah. What a stud. You could tell he was scared, but he was like doing everything he could to, to kind of, and there were like, there were pro skiers around us when we were out there looking at it. There were like dudes, chucking 360s off of it and stuff so it was like oh wow big terrain like yeah. good skiers I'm, I'm sure it was pretty intense but he handled it like a champ it was, it was that's cool. awesome yeah yeah that's cool so what is your for anybody that's interested i don't know if his uh does he have an instagram or is it your instagram yeah he well he he has one that i kind of run for him we we kind of just started doing it with mostly just ski pictures and a little bit of other outdoor adventure stuff, but it's his his insta handle is Bruce in the Wild. Yeah, Bruce in the Wild. Yep. Yeah, it's cool. Great. Like every yeah. once in a while, I don't get on Instagram very often, but every once in a while, I'll see, I'll see some of those posts, and I'm it's just like so cool to see him yeah. ripping and and I saw him like when you, I remember when you first started teaching him how to ski, just yeah. snow plowing down the, yeah. down the beginner runs, and now what two years later he's. Yeah, so he three years later, maybe four. We yeah, we started when he was like three or four, but like you know, like most kids, his first couple of seasons skiing, we didn't, you know, it was pretty basic stuff. But I don't know, I don't really know where it switched. Somewhere along the line, I realized like he was capable of of more than what I was doing with him, and then it got like hard and fast, and he like picked it up quick. And he's he's unique to I I have other kid of three girls that are younger than him. But he's unique in that he takes instruction really well and he learns like my girls are kind of more like me, I think a little bit stubborn and have to kind of figure it out on their own. But he's really good if you're like, hey, you need to do this, you know, put your hands here, shift your weight this way. He like he listens and internalizes it. And I think that's part of the reason why he's picked up some of the skills so well. See, he's he's just a good learner. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Greg, how's Yellowstone? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yellowstone is awesome. We didn't do anything extreme like that. Um, we, I know. I feel like inadequate now. I'm like, know. we drive to the turnouts and look at the sights. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. We did walk a f- couple hundred yards off the road when there was a, when there was a wolf around. Nice. So that was kind of extreme. Yeah. Could have totally. Eaten. I mean, you're in wolf country. Yeah. So we went up to, uh, to Yellowstone last week and we spent two days in the park first day we drove up to the lamar valley and spent most of our day there because that's my favorite that's my favorite too that's where it's where you see the critters yeah yeah so we saw two wolves while we were there awesome we saw a badger whoa what close up it was probably 30 feet away from us no way trying to get your lunch 
maybe 50 feet away. No, I was digging a digging a burrow. And um, he was digging a hole to put one of his kids in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so the badger was digging, and we all I saw was like, was dirt like flying yeah. off of a off of a side hill, and I was just like, oh, what is that? And then all of a sudden, I see the the butt end of a badger backing up, and and then he he gets out and he kind of looks around, and and then he goes back in the hole and starts digging That's more. Awesome. And, so I just saw the dirt flying and stuff, and, and uh, I don't have my camera here. I'd show you the pictures, but got some good pictures of him. It, it was pretty cool. You don't see those very often. No, and, uh, no. And we were just able to to sit there and watch him for a while. It was a little frustrating because people who uh, I would say maybe don't uh, sightsee with wild animals as often, there were some there were some tourists there that don't understand that badgers are dangerous. And that it's not cool. Yeah, kitty, 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 kitty. <laughs> <laughs> and that it's not cool to to walk up and stand right in front of everybody else who's taking pictures. Mm. And so we had one one family that uh, they saw the badger. Everybody's standing there taking pictures, and they walk up right in front of it, us that are taking the pictures, and try to see how close they can get to the badger. And the closer they try to get, the further the badger goes away. And so it's like they're chasing the badger away. And uh, this one dad he was like trying to get his daughter to see how close she could get so he could take a picture and i'm just thinking oh boy this could it doesn't out. matter how many articles or how <laughs> it doesn't matter what <laughs> doesn't. like people still do that like yeah. honey get on that bison over there let me get your picture <laughs> like what is what is the deal yeah. i've always wanted to do that <laughs> ride a bison <laughs> <laughs> me too but well yeah well duh. But at a certain point <laughs> you, at a certain point as you're walking up to it you're like Nah, this is a bad little, idea. This little voice inside says, this is really stupid. You should stop. Ugh. But yeah, this this dad, he's just like, and they weren't from America. They weren't speaking English. I don't know what they were saying, but um, he he kept saying stuff to her and she kept getting closer. And so I don't know if he was like egging her on or if he was saying, hey, stop, come back. But she just kind of kept getting closer with her back to the badger. And he was like trying to get a picture with his phone and stuff. And the rest of us are just cursing him because he's in the way of our pictures and also putting his daughter at risk and also like holding our breath, hoping that this badger doesn't get upset and rip her leg off or something like that. Yeah. So you got to risk a little bit for the gram, you know, <laughs> a, little, a little bit. <laughs> That's what they were doing. That's what they were doing. Oh, good. I'm, I hope you get a new follower. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be you so much more money. Yeah. So we, so we saw the badger. That was really cool. Then we saw two wolves. Uh, we we drove up the road just a I don't know a quarter mile and pulled off and, and off in the distance we saw two wolves, so we watched them for a while and like was there a crowd of people or no it was you, just we were the first ones that saw them oh that's rare yeah, yeah. and um, there may have been some people up the road that saw them because they were coming down the valley, but we were the only ones there for a while and then other people pulled off and asked and saw that we were looking and they started looking and taking pictures but we followed them down the valley for a couple of hours yeah and so we're i'm taking pictures of these wolves and because you can see them without a scope we can see them without a scope we also have really good binoculars and i had a pretty big telephoto lens um so i was taking some decent pictures not not amazing but (laughs) but decent you're not gonna sell those later as art pieces no definitely not um but it was it was cool. Like me and my wife were super excited about these wolves. Yeah. And we kept telling the kids, "Hey, did you see the wolves?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, we saw them. They're over here by these 
by the outhouses <laughs> looking at these little ground squirrels that they just think yeah. are the cutest thing ever. Are you by the horse corrals? Or it's not a horse corral, but it's like a big pullout where there's a there's a bathroom and then like the they do they the horses go out from there and this is in it's like on the far and yeah um of the valley yeah right before you kind of go around go the up into the mountain heading, yeah yeah, yeah. Slough, I know, yeah. Slough creek no Slough creek. it's on the other end of the valley oh so slough creek is on the uh like north west end of the valley is that right do i have my direct uh, i thought slow was somewhere in the middle but i don't remember so um no i can't yeah I can't remember. Either. I like chimed in, but I, I know I know where the the it's like a big turnout, and then there's a there's a restroom there. It's a I mean it's a. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but yeah. then there's also where they park they will park horses, and then you can go take horses back in there. But it's big. It's yeah, on the other side of the valley. Up yeah, you pass like where everybody hangs out for the wolves. Right, it's one of the biggest. And if biggest you keep going, there's that little like volcano looking feature, and then it goes on your right, and then it goes up into like the woods, like that ice box canyon where it gets like nice and tight and up towards the east entrance that, yes that northeast entrance yes uh-huh okay yeah so so we're so we watched the wolves we were further up the ground road. squirrels are more interesting isn't we it? were further up the road from uh from that pull out and we were watching these wolves and the kids are like wow look at those wolves that's cool for about five seconds and then they're like all right we're <laughs> we're uh Look gonna, at this anthill. We're going <laughs> to... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we watch the wolves for a while. Then yeah. we get in our car and we drive down the road to that pull-off. And we're telling people there's some wolves coming down the valley. They'll be here in a second. So we, wa- we walk out and get to a good place to where we can see the wolves again. But the kids just keep, like, grabbing me. Look at that ground squirrel. That's so cute. Oh, yeah. So- and they kept calling them meerkats. Oh. Because yeah. they stand up yeah. on their hind legs like a meerkat. Right. And, it's Africa. And uh, <laughs> it's like, is that like those things in, in Africa? Like meerkats? Like, yeah. Like, no, it's not quite the same. They look like it. Like, yeah. they're And then they kept calling them meerkats. Yeah. And <clears throat> so the, these wolves are trotting down the valley, trot past a, one of them is injured. One of them's oh, limping. Wow. And so it's just kind of hobbling along on three legs. There's a black wolf and then a gray wolf and the gray wolf is injured. So they're they're hobbling down, and the gray wolf would get further ahead, and then kind of chill out and wait for the the black wolf would get ahead and wait for the gray wolf to catch up, and then they'd kind of work their way down the valley together. Well, as they're going down, he's going past this big male bison, and of course, one wolf's not a threat to a bison. But as he gets kind of close, the bison just needs to like make sure he knows, and so the bison chases the wolf off, and oh, that, wow. that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And, uh, and anyway, as the whole time this is happening, we're ooh and ah, and the kids are like, oh, look at that squirrel. That's so cute. <laughs> so it was fun. Um, but then, so we, <laughs> we watched them, the wolves for a couple of hours. We saw that badger right in that same area. Uh, saw some bison, of course, um, up close and personal right on the road. And, and then on our drive back over toward Mammoth, um, we saw a pronghorn who had just barely had a baby. Oh, wow. So this baby's curled cool. up. Yeah. This pronghorn's with it. The baby, um, you know, those babies will get walking within an hour or two of, of being born. And so we're watching this, this baby just hanging out there and the mom's licking it, cleaning it off and all that stuff. And then, you know, a half hour later as we're watching, the baby gets up and starts 
wow. walking slowly and wow. stuff. So that was pretty fun to see. That's awesome. And then uh, so we get to Mammoth. Of course, there are elk in Mammoth. We see the hot springs and stuff. And then as we're driving just past Mammoth, um, there's a black bear off the side of the road. And so we got out, got out and got to watch that for like 15 minutes before it ran off. There must be either either it's one black bear who hangs out there all the time or I always see black bears there around Mammoth. Yeah. 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 I also we saw in the fall in September, we saw a black bear near with cubs near the petrified tree. Yep. uh, Between Mammoth and and that whole that whole area right there. Mm -hmm. So that was. That was cool. So we saw that, and then the second day we did the lower loop, and uh, we saw some some bison and stuff. We didn't see as the animals, lake so. completely melted out and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So there was less snow this year. Um, we I guess we went uh, probably a week earlier, maybe a week and a half earlier last year, and there was quite a bit more snow than mm-hmm. there was this year. So I don't know if they had a less of a snow year or if it was just. A week and a half later. But. I think I think there was less when we went up to open our little cabin up there over Memorial Day. There was less snow than there usually is. Yeah, but they're not hurting as bad as we are as far as the drought goes. I think there's a lot more water up there than we we have down here in Utah. Anyway, it was a good time. We we uh, stayed at Greg's place, <clears> which was <throat> nice of him. He's very uh, very kind in, in that way. And well, he said uh, you take good care of it. Yeah, we tried to. We <laughs> last time, uh, last time it was our first time staying there, and so we're like, man, we we better make sure that we we do this right, or they'll never <laughs> let us come again. And and so hopefully we did a good enough job. But he said he let us stay there again, so I guess we did. So <laughs> always open, yeah. always open. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. So look forward to going up there again sometime. But I think the next national park trip we're going up to Glacier in August. That's a bit more of a drive. It's yeah. gorgeous up there. Yeah. So good time to go too. August. It's hot. Yeah. But you know, up there it's a little cooler. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be nice. That's an area I've been, but not I haven't been there for fifteen years. And did some backpacking up there before. We're taking the kids this time. We probably won't backpack. My wife's going to be seven months pregnant at that point. So awesome. So she you can probably, backpack like that. Well, you can. Dean, who does no idea. <laughs> I can backpack like that when you're pregnant. She, she's done that before. You know, the last two times she was pregnant, she had a miscarriage right after backpacking. We don't think it was backpacking, Yeah, but she's like, eh. Don't take any chances. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. want to take any chances. So I don't think we'll have any issues this time. But, um, but anyway, she's... She's backpacking is her favorite thing in the world, but this year she's okay not backpacking until this baby's born. That's fair. So. Well, those are two really good trip ideas for those who of us who live. I love living here in Ogden where um, it's not that far to drive up there. To, I mean, it's four hours, but it's not that far to drive, relatively speaking, to Yellowstone, which you can do so many things. You can do an epic ski trip or you can just check out the wildlife and take photos. And Yeah. But, Tons of great roadside attractions through Yellowstone. Yep. You know, the Grand Prismatic and Old Faithful and all that stuff is... It's fascinating. Yeah, you, yeah. you can walk right to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we were um, we were at Old Faithful and the crowds were just massive. And so we decided to take a, a hike on the boardwalks around Old Faithful and stuff and, and get, a, get a view that was less crowded. 
And as we're hiking, I see this bison, uh, probably 150 yards away, laying with its with its feet in the air. And I'm That's looking weird. looking through the binoculars. I'm yeah. like, that one's dead. <laughs> like, well, like, yeah, that one's dead. And and because uh, I I pointed it out, I said, oh, there's a bison. And my kids are like, oh yeah, is that a bison? And I look through the binoculars, and I'm like. That's a dead bison wow. because he's not moving. Was it was really dead. No, it wasn't. Oh. But I thought it was because yeah. I would think if it was laying down, it would just kind of be laying down. I wouldn't expect yeah. its feet in the air. Yeah. It's how like cows look when they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> like that. I saw, yeah. Did I tell you about that? It's like the weirdest thing ever on a trip to Yellowstone was when we were coming home. You know how you take that? So you t- we take, oh, well, this was through Jackson. You take the... um I-15, and then you go over to Soda Springs, and then that weird road that goes from Soda Springs over to the valley outside of Jackson. Um, and there there must have been, it's free-range cows. There must have been five to six, seven of them. The guy hit by a semi or something, and they're all sitting, laying on the road dead with, like, their legs, like oh. you said, like, just sticking up, like, <laughs> bloated, ready to go. Yeah. And you're driving by, like, this is the weirdest <laughs> Just what alien <laughs> thing like happened? A, like, yeah, right, it was like weird a horror movie. Yeah, but this bison wasn't dead. He was just anyway, no, yeah. So it looked dead, and we're we're looking, and the kids are like, uh, I look and I said, oh, it's dead, and the kids are like, what? It's dead. And so we're watching it for a while, and then all of a sudden it just hops up. We're like, oh, it's weird. Not dead, but its feet weren't sticking like straight up. He was on his side, but they were sticking more up than down, and so and they were out stiff. Yeah. And so it was like he's yeah. comfy, man. It's hard to get flexible when you got all that muscle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess so. So I guess that's what happens. Like it's like you got the rock going to sleep. His arms probably like stick out when he's oh trying gosh, to sleep so too because he's too too bulky. He can't put his arms down. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, it was a good trip, and that whole area is just spectacular. It's yep. so beautiful. I recommend just just not when we're there. Just not when we're there. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Let's wrap it. All righty. Thanks for joining us for the podcast today. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a friendly review. And also check out gear30.com. That's G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y.com for the latest on outdoor gear. <clears throat> we've got Father's Day coming up, and uh, and we've got a lot of great things in our store for that all the fathers would love. So uh, check that out. All of them. And you can, if you need gift ideas, there's a blog, a yep. uh, blog post on gear30.com that you can read with some good gift ideas. If you really can't figure it out, Darn Tough Socks is the way to go. I don't care who your dad is. Yeah. They've never been outside or they're outside all the time. Darn Tough Socks are the way to go. Yep. Arcade belt as well. That's another yeah. safe one. Yep. And they're not too expensive. Yep. You know, so. All right. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next episode. Woo-hoo. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>